Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. Welcome to part four. It is time to armor up. See, for the first two weeks of this study, we reminded ourselves of our position as believers in Christ. Last week, we focused on what it means to walk worthy of the calling and all of the practical ways in which we can live triumphant lives guided by the Holy Spirit. Now, Ephesians chapter 6, which is the final chapter in this letter to the Ephesians, it opens up with some additional guidance on how to live spirit-filled lives in the following relationships, in children and parents, as well as bond servants and masters, or in today's society, employees and employers. Then it will be time to armor up with the full armor of God. We are going to analyze each and every piece of the armor and how to use the whole armor of God most effectively. So let's first read Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 through 4. And this is, again, talking about the parental relationship. It starts off addressing children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. In the dynamic relationship between children and their parents, Paul is reminding us of some simple but profound commandments. First, it is a child's obligation to honor both their mother and father because it's just right to do so. And in doing so, children are promised the blessing of well-being and a long life. As with every relationship, both parties must be honoring each other. Paul also urges parents not to provoke their children to wrath. We read in previous chapters that wrath is a work of the flesh. In other words, a parent's actions shouldn't lead their children to live fleshly, out-of-control lives. Instead, parents ought to train them up in the ways of the Lord and in the ways of the Spirit. Now, let's talk a little bit about earthly leadership. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 5 through 9 say, Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord whether he is a slave or free. And you, masters, do the same things to them, giving up, threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. Our ethical duty is to perform in our jobs as if we were doing them for the Lord. 
It really does not matter if your quote unquote master walks according to the spirit or not. According to these verses, we are still to operate by the standards that the Holy Spirit has established for us. If you are a leader, you are to lead by the Spirit as well, adhering to the standards of your master who's in heaven. We are all equal in the eyes of God who is our master. Now, let's talk about the whole armor of God. This entire study is called, Are You Bad Already? But before we could get here, we had to talk about all these other chapters and all this other instructions to get us geared up for this moment. So let's start with reading in Ephesians chapter 6, and let's read verses 10 through 13 first. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. As believers, we draw our strength from the Lord and his great power. Spiritual maturity allows us to see things for what they really are. When we walk in the spirit and we remain watchful, we will be able to discern between a personal difficulty and an attack from the enemy. When we realize that we wrestle with the invisible works of darkness and not necessarily an individual person or a group of people, we can then fight that battle at the same level, spiritually and on our knees. Our assignment is to maintain a battle stance at all times so that the evil can be driven back and that the will of God can be advanced in our lives, in our families, and in our communities. To dissect this passage further, let's look at some of the key words that are repeated for emphasis. To stand against means to aggressively hold or to push back. To wrestle means to engage in active combat. Having done it all, to stand, to be found victoriously standing after an active battle and ready for the next one. Withstand comes from the same root word as antihistamine. L listen, this is interesting. Withstand comes from the same root word as antihistamine. Now, we know that an antihistamine medication blocks the histamines that are attacking the body and causing an allergic reaction. The verb suggests vigorously opposing, bravely resisting, standing face to face against an enemy and standing your ground. So to withstand in the evil day means that with the authority and with the spiritual weapons that are granted to us, we can block and we can resist any attack on the body of Christ. Whew, I love that. Now, let's talk about the whole armor of God. 
Because twice it also says, put on the whole armor of God. Because every single piece of the armor matters. Let's read verse 14 to 17. And it says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So let's break this down. Belt of truth. In other words, it says to secure or gird your loins. Be secure in who you are and in what you believe. It's important for us to study and know his truth. We have to press into the whole counsel of God's word. We need to use the word of truth as our blueprint and as our battle strategy. Let's memorize scripture for quick access to the truth when you need it the most. Every other piece of the full armor is attached to the belt of truth. So if you don't begin with truth, nothing else is going to work. Nothing else is going to stay on. So number one, you need to know the truth. You need to know Jesus and you need to know what he says to you and who he is and who he says you are. Like we've been talking about for a few weeks now. Next, the breastplate of righteousness. We have to allow the righteousness of Christ to protect our hearts. The enemy will try to get us all entangled again in sin, but obedience to God protects our heart from being wounded by sin. While we all struggle, if there is a particular area where you find yourself constantly getting tripped up, you need to go back to the belt of truth. Read the word, repent, and get your armor back on tightly. Don't allow yourself to be an easy target by walking around without the protection of the breastplate of righteousness. The gospel of peace. One of the easiest ways that the enemy will try to knock you off your footing is to tempt you with worry. When we carry anxiety, when we carry fear, we are robbed of our peace. But the gospel of peace keeps your feet anchored and it keeps you standing firm in your battle stance. Ask the Lord daily to remind you of the simplicity of the gospel and who you are because of what Jesus did for you. Stand firm and at peace in the victory of Jesus. Don't let the enemy knock you off your footing. Next, the shield of faith. Roman soldiers had shields that were made of leather. They would actually drench them in water so that when fiery arrows came their way, they would be quenched by that wet shield. Our shield of faith needs to be regularly dipped in the living water of the word of God so that our shields are always ready to put out any fiery darts that the enemy tries to send our way. 
Let's ask the Lord to increase our faith. Let's ask the Lord to feed our faith with truth. Let's keep our eyes on who God is and not on our circumstances. Let faith arise in you because your faith is a shield. And how do we increase our faith? The word also says that faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. The word of God. He and Jesus, he is our living water. He is our truth. He is everything. And that's why I feel like every single piece still goes back to what we said at the beginning. Every single thing is important based on the belt of truth. We need to know his truth and let that faith arise in us. Two more pieces. Helmet of salvation. The battlefield of the mind is the primary place where we fight spiritually. Let's protect our minds by reminding ourselves that our salvation is received by faith in Jesus. We need to cast out any thoughts that don't line up with the truth of scripture. We need to remember what Christ did for us. We need to know our worth and know the power that is within us. That's why we spent two weeks just talking about these, these simple yet powerful realities of who we are in Christ. And we need to ask God to renew our minds by the power of the Spirit. Lastly, the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. This is the only piece of the whole armor that is a weapon. Did you notice that? Everything else is meant to protect you, but the Word of God is how you actually fight and destroy the enemy. Jesus gave us the perfect example when he was tempted by the devil in the desert. Jesus was able to resist and fight off the enemy because Jesus responded each and every time with the truth of God's word. He said, it is written. And that's why we got to know the truth and we have to know scripture so that we that way, when the enemy tries to come against us, we can wield our our sword and we can say no it is written such and such it is written that i have not been given a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind it is written that i should worship god and him alone it is written that i am righteous through christ it is written that all i have to do is confess with my mouth and believe in my heart and i shall be saved we need to know what has been written and use what has been written against the enemy. Let's keep reading in Ephesians chapter 6, 18 to 20. And it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So here we have instructions and reminders that we must pray in the spirit. What does that mean? 
It means to pray in a way that you are asking for God's will above all. Glory to the Father through the Son, and your requests are based on God's character, on God's ways, and His word. Praying in the Spirit also comes from a pure and clean heart that is fully assured of faith. Lastly, all things are asked in the mighty name of Jesus. When we pray in the Spirit, God's answers and instructions will be revealed. My pastor recently said, you have to put on the armor of God, but don't forget to spend time with the commander in chief so that his battle strategy can be made known to you. Now, what is the purpose of spiritual warfare? Why do we even have to be prepared to engage in spiritual warfare as believers in Christ? To release the power and victory of Jesus, to push back the darkness, to empower us and embolden us to speak. So just like the Apostle Paul, that we may open up our mouths boldly and advance the ministry of the gospel by being his ambassadors. Now, the Apostle Paul has this graceful closing to this chapter, to this entire letter, and this is verse 21 and through 24 of Ephesians chapter 6, and it says, but that you also may know my affairs and how I am doing. Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make all things known to you whom I have sent to you for this very purpose, that you may know our affairs and that he may comfort your hearts. Peace to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. So I'll remind you one more time. Be battle ready. Put on the whole armor of God. Stand as the victor in every spiritual battle. Pray always in the spirit for you and everyone you know. Be steadfast and watchful so that you can withstand and block every attack. Boldly tell those around you about the good news of salvation and victory in Jesus Christ. Be an ambassador for his love, for his mercy, his peace, and his power. Be battle ready. As a reminder, this Bible study is available as a four-part PDF download on my online learning portal called The Workshop. To download this study with all of the notes and scripture references, please go to www.soulofworship.com forward slash workshop and join our community. The link is also in the show notes. Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv.
All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship Ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.